The following podcast was recorded via Skype. Welcome back. This is going to be episode four titled Black God Gay. I am your host, Kiara. And I'm your co-host, Prez. So I'm going to start out with every gay person's favorite quote. It's going to be Leviticus 18 and 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It's an abomination. That's right. Who told you this was our favorite quote? Who did you poll to get this? Well, I I, I assumed it was our favorite quote because the churches always bring it up to hate on us. I don't think you asked the right people. I didn't. Oh, I asked Wikipedia. Oh, that explains it. Bitch. <laughs> so Ooh. we're going to start out with um, your experience with the church, specifically the black church, because I don't, I don't have an experience in a white church at all. So we're going to start with you, Prez. What's good with you in the church? <laughs> um, You know, it was weird for me because I grew up in church. And I always had good experiences in church before it was evident that I was gay. How they know? Um, I just... It's just the way I dress. I, I don't feel the need to suppress myself for anybody. Church, not church, job, whatever. I don't suppress who I am. It's a, it's, I'm a real take me as I am or not at all type individual. So, you know, it was an assumption that came about because of the way that I dress or what have you. A, a factual assumption. I was going to say, something. well. <laughs> An assumption nonetheless. Okay. But, uh, you know, in a church, you kind of got to like, you could do what you want to do, but especially in our church that we grew up in, you could do what you want to do. You just kind of like got to keep it to yourself. Like, I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only gay person in church. I'm and a- you weren't. And you weren't. And one of them is married to a man. But we're going to keep that on the hush. I'm about to say, I know a couple of people that have questionable growing up. Ain't no they, questions. They ain't get no, no dirty looks and all that when they walk in. It's like, it got to the point where... When I walked in the church, like, I felt like you feel uncomfortable, like, uneasy. Like, everybody looking at you, I'm getting mean mugs and shit, stuff. I, sh- I guess I shouldn't cuss because you talk about church. Hey, God know your heart. Our pastor used to cuss. Oh, well. He did. So, talk about, uh, uh, oh, God. I forgot. So the ass. Astronomical. Ast- astronomical. You ain't playing with nobody. <laughs> Cut it out. Go ahead and say ass so I can say ass when I get home. <laughs> I mean, Reverend Willie said it. Right, exactly. I mean, I didn't really, I don't, I never really cared for church, even before I came out. Like, I thought it was too over the top. I think it annoyed me. It was long winded. I had Sunday school after, you know. Well, you wasn't even in Sunday school. Only person I remember being in Sunday school was your brother. I had Sunday school for a little bit until I decided to go stay over my cousin's house after school. She wasn't at Sunday school, y'all. Me and her brother, we was in there trying to dissect that word, and she wasn't nowhere to be found. Okay? Maybe, maybe you wasn't going to the church when I was going to Sunday school. Eh. 
I've been going and to the church. Maybe you weren't going to Sunday school like you say you was going to Sunday school. Maybe you're younger you younger than me and you weren't in the right out. Sunday school. Maybe you was younger than me in the wrong one. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not even younger than you by that much for us to be in separate classes. Oh, well, girl. Oh, well. But um, I never really took to church. And then after I, I came out, I just... I don't know. I just felt like it was too much hypocrisy in the church. And I felt like the church was more of a business than it was anything else. And, you know, the people running the church, I just thought it was ludicrous for the pastor to have a Rolls Royce, but the church is sitting in the poorest part of Washington, D.C. There's crackheads across the street. Your parishioners can't afford nothing at all. And they give their last to you and you go spend their last and get a Rolls Royce. I'm good on that. I'm good. And then I moved to Atlanta. Every damn near every big church is a mega church. And that pastor got all of this and that. And ain't nobody got time. Ain't there ain't nobody got time for that. And now you I'm know, in Charlotte. I like what I liked about what I liked about church. It wasn't even necessarily like the church itself. I've I've always been very spiritual, but I'm also very inquisitive. And I'm one of those people that I take the Bible and interpret it for me what the rest of the world does although they don't want to admit it but i take the bible and interpret it for me what i liked about church was it gave me different insights that i used to go back and study and look into on my own what i didn't like about church what i don't like i'm not gonna say didn't what i don't like about church now is i was talking to my mom the other day and she was like you know i want you to get back in church you know i always thought you would be the one to be in church and stuff and i was like well my it ain't that i don't like church Okay. Church don't like me. Okay. I don't she got nothing to do with that. She thought what? I keep telling y'all I'm very spiritual. I'm I'm deep in my word now. Ah. Now I'm, I'm I'm on some other stuff too, but I be <laughs> deep in my word now. Girl. <laughs> um. Whereas my sister, she was never really into church, right? So now it's like the rose would come. My sister, she be at church. She be a small group. I don't ever go to church, and it's just like like I told her, like I said, it's like I don't have nothing against church. I, I love church. Church don't love me back. And that's the truth. I don't know. I just, I think I learned so much about the Bible just being written by man. And then, I mean, the Bible done been flip, rub, dump, smack, rewritten, used to manipulate. You know, I don't, you know, even as slaves, we were forced, Christ, Christianity was forced upon us. We did not begin with Christianity. I don't give a damn what nobody said. We believed in deities in the beginning. So I, I don't have time. I really just don't have time. And so for me personally, it's just really hard for me to subscribe to christianity especially when you know the, the, written by man led by man it's not led by god I, and that's my personal opinion i don't know and when i have children i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna force them to go to church because i'd be damned if i send my babies to church and somebody say something to them about having two mommies i'm gonna walk in there and smack fire out the deacons the deaconesses the ushers the church the choir the deaconesses and stuff then be some nice little old ladies with the candy. Can you leave the deaconesses alone? Nah, nah. Uh, 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 Etta, Etta, Pearl, all of them can get it. Yes. Pearl ain't never done that. Let you. me tell you. <laughs> uh, Mother Esther, Sister Mary Florence, all of them can get it. Oh my God. But they don't even exist yet because I don't even have babies yet, so they're not my problem yet. All that. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, fuck all that. So, I mean, I don't know. And then especially with us going to a black church, like, 
you're not only dealing with God and you, me being a lesbian, you being a lesbian, we're not only dealing with facing God, but now we're dealing with facing our black ass co parishioners and our families on top of that. So we getting guilt trips. I feel like that's why it's so jacked up in the black church. If you go to a lot of um, other churches, it's not really, it's, it's a different experience. Like I've been to a white church. And it's a different experience when I walk in there. It's like, oh, okay, they, yeah, they all happy, you know. Mm. Joe and Tom, they, hey, how you doing? Standing by each other and stuff. It's like, it's all, but it's like, I feel like when it comes down to the black church, people, this is all people, but I'm, you, I'm using black people specifically because that's the example that fits, not because this is only black people. I needed to make that disclaimer. Mm. But People like to take the Bible and make it work for whatever their personal beliefs are. Like, I've literally had somebody in a black church tell me that, uh, I want to get these words right, told me that a serial killer and a rapist will be more welcome than I am. How? How? How, Sway? Because you be killing the pussy, so... You kind of, and you kill several pussies. So does that make you a serial killer? <laughs> no. Okay. Don't Took it too far. Subject in this day and age. Okay, you right. You hey, right. y'all. I'm not. I don't do that. I don't do well in jail. That ain't me. Okay. <laughs> I thought that that was funny. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. No? Oh, okay. Not today. No. Police come to my house and shoot my ass because you said that shit. No. Oh, shit. Oh, no. We don't want that for you. I feel like me personally, like, I remember coming out and it wasn't even so much so that I was Christian. Like, they didn't bring God into the picture. Like, it was more so like, do you know you're black and a woman and now you want to be gay? Like, I want to be. Like, I woke up and was like, Hmm. I think I'm gonna just try it out. You know, I'm gonna do it. More stress, please. No, like my my grandmother was more concerned that you know I was gonna be ostracized because of the, my being gay too, and you know that kind of sucked because it was like one, um, I'm a woman, so I'm I'm definitely not about to get paid nothing at all. Two, I'm black, so let's hope they hire me just so they can pay me nothing. And three, I'm gay, so at that before at that point when I was out when I first came out, if I get married, my wife can't get all my benefits if my black ass gets a job and gets that underpaid female pay. So it's just like God, like, I just, why can't me coming out be all flowers? And why don't I get a unicorn when I come out? God damn it! Like not what this is no more. It was stress. It was it was it was awful. We don't get the benefits that the average person gets. We get the backlash or whatever's left. Yes. And unfortunately, as women, we get the backlash and whatever's left. Gay men, they don't even get that. They just get the backlash. Mm. It's just like I don't people people don't feel comfortable with what we do. For whatever reason, I don't understand it because I don't see how it affects them. Exactly. they just feel the need to take that and just make it into something so, so big. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
I just feel like it's none of nobody's business unless you're looking to experiment, in which case I'm not the bitch you're going to experiment with. But I mean, I don't... I could probably put you on with somebody that's into that experiment and shit, though, but it ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be this bitch. So um, let me ask you this. What was your full-out experience within your family? Like, what did you go through? I went through the uh, uh, don't ask, don't tell. I went through the... Um, I mean, I, I went to church, you know, out of respect for my family's beliefs until I no longer had to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, my, fa- my, fa- my family's biggest thing was it's nobody's business. We don't want to know. We don't want to know. We don't want to know. And I kind of went through that for a while, but at the end of the day, what, ca- what it came down to me was, you know, when I got to a point where I was paying my own bills, I stopped caring. Cause I was like, at the end of the day, I have to be happy with who I am and I have to be happy with my mate. And if God is the way you describe the church likes us to believe, um, and Jesus and his son and you know, all them, all them people up there are the way they're supposed to believe. Then I don't understand how I could feel such love, you know, for someone and it not be, you know, Black, like a blessed situation, like even with my, like, I don't know, I don't know how to. Love is not of the devil, and I'm not lust filled because, I mean, shit, all the shit I've been through, it ain't the sex that's kept me. God knows. Well, maybe one time. Maybe I was about to say, you know, I was trying not to say nothing, but I'm just like, mm, I don't know, bro. maybe one time. But I mean, it been. didn't keep me the whole time. There had to be other things. There so. had to be more to it, right? Right, right. Right. So, I don't know. I believe in mm. God, but I don't believe in God in the way that we're supposed to. to. Right. But who says that's the way you're supposed to? Like, who makes all these rules? Girl, I don't know, girl. I'm trying to figure <laughs> that out so we can beat them up. I don't know. Like, for me, my experience within my family, I, I, I kind of experience what you experienced as far as you know being unapologetic about who I am I experienced that very early um probably earlier than I should have because it led to a lot of drama and stress within my family but you know it was for me it was one of those things where I tried to hide it but when it was out I was damn it's out now shit fuck it here <laughs> it is <laughs> you know I, it's like I was tired of bearing that burden to begin with you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you know, I was at a point where my parents could tell me nothing. I mean, like, I was in my relationship. I was head over heels. And everybody know, like, when I'm in a relationship, it's, I'm, like, head over heels. So just imagine how I was with my first ever real relationship. Oh, bitch. Mm-hmm. I was real sure. Um, and they didn't like it, but it led to a strained relationship with me and my parents, especially me and my mom. Yeah. Um, but you can't have a relationship. You know what I realized? I thought growing up, like, my family was like, you know, we're not going to accept it. If they were ever like that, I was going to be like, fuck them. I'm going to be happy regardless. But it's really happy to be uh, hard, not hard. It's really hard to be happy. And, without that acceptance? Yes, with your family. Because when you, you're going to want to bring them around. You're going to want to do normal, everyday things. And you can't because you're going to be freaking out about how your family feels. And you can pretend like you don't care, you don't care, you don't care. But that hurts. Yeah, I can see that. And, like, in my first first relationship, that's kind of where, where I was with it. Like, 
me and the girl I was talking to, we had to sneak around and do everything because my parents ain't never want her around me. But it's just like, we went to school together. So it's only so much you're going to keep us away. Exactly. Child, I got involved in some after school stuff just so I could stay after school so we could be together. <laughs> girl, you was diligent. Get the hell out of here. Going to the meetings for the clubs and shit I was in. I was just in it to say I was in some shit. Prince be like, what you doing? You supposed to be coming home. Oh, I got this study hall meeting. And I mean, it's shit that ain't even make sense. Like, I got this study hall meeting for AP chemistry. Ain't never took AP shit in my life. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was, I was committed to just being who I am. Then it came down to, for me, it came down to, well... It's not that we don't like who you date, but we don't like how you dress. We don't want you out here trying to be some man. I have a daughter. I don't have no sons. And I'm like, who says I'm trying to be anybody's man? I wear what is comfortable to me. Mm. Just I ain't comfortable in fucking ruffles. Don't mean I want to be some nigga named Deontay. Ruffles is cute. No, them shits was never cute to me. (laughs) I hate the picture day in the fifth grade. Why? If you don't get this ruffle collared shirt off me, looking like a damn clown. I I just wanted to dress how I wanted to dress. And my parents, they couldn't see where I was coming from. But at that time, they also were not trying to see. It was foreign to them. I was the first person in my family that was openly you know, um, a lesbian. And it was, it was just like, no, this isn't how we raised you. Like, no, you can't, this isn't who you're supposed to be. But you don't raise, you can't raise somebody to be straight. I mean, I don't, I just don't understand that concept. Like I, and then, you know what, for me, that spirals into like homo negativity of teaching boys. Like, you know, if they play with dolls or, you know, they, they like the color pink or something like that, that, you know, Oh, that's gay. Or if they do anything, show affection or, or if they're emotional or any of that, like that, they're gay. Like that's where that no homo bullshit comes from. It's like, it, you, you can't raise someone to be straight. You can't raise someone to be gay. You can't raise someone to be bisexual. Like what? what? You could raise it, some confusion and that's exhausting as hell. That's what it boiled down to. And that's why there are so many people that are confused because it's like, it's not even necessarily confusion. Maybe it's, it's fear. Right. And it's, it's a confliction. It's like, this is who I am, but this is who I feel like I have to be. And it takes a certain type of person to break out of that because for the average person, especially with the, like the average person with the type of relationship that me and my family had, it should have broken me down to not have my family support it takes a certain type of person to be able to be like, all right, well, fuck that. Right. And still keep it pushing. Everybody can't do that. And that's not to say it was easy even for me, but everybody is not capable of doing that. And we just feel like, as, and I'm saying we because I don't want the black community to feel like I'm attacking them. I'm going to lump myself in there as well. We just feel like as a community, everything has to be black and white, or in this case, blue and pink mm. as a as a boy you gotta be what society says a boy should be and as a girl you need to be what society says a girl should be so as a boy you need to you need to be hard you need to have a rough exterior you can't show your emotions nobody don't let nobody see you upset don't do no little iffy shit don't give people a reason to think that you might be something else if you are if you are gay or whatever, keep that shit to yourself. Don't be all out and open with it. Nah, that shit weird. 
Like, that's the mindset that we've created amongst our people. And as a girl, it's like, oh, well, you need to be, you need to be cute. You got to be put together. Until recently, with this, like, Tiana Taylor and shit, if mm, you was a, it's a snack boy mm. as a girl, Ooh, all right. Shit, it's a snack. If, Wait a minute. Ooh, Lord. Mm, Tiana Taylor. Wait a minute. Hey, hey, you need to watch uh, 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 that uh, Honey. Honey, she did a Honey uh, movie. I always seen the Ooh, Did you see her? Did you see her? This is so off topic. Oh, my bad. I mean, she's cute or whatever. Oh, whatever. I was about to say, girl. There's too many people in the community, Christian or not, who will slide up on that ass. Let Iman Schubert fuck up. Yeah, I think Iman know that. God. There's plenty of dykes out here who's going for the go. Back on topic. I'm sorry. It wasn't up until recently with the with how she dresses and although she is, you know, she is straight and everything, with how she dresses, she made it kinda like and a couple other people too, made it kinda like cute to be tomboyish. Before then, as a woman, you couldn't be that. Now if you're trying to get into the workplace, now if you're trying to go somewhere, prime example of that, no offense, Queen Latifah. Oh, Cleo. I love Cleo, but that Cleo is the only time we seen Queen in her natural habitat. So, <laughs> that's the only time. And all her stuff is like, because of the business, she got to kind of play a role because that is what society asks of us. And it's jacked up because you force me, as society, you force me to be someone who I am not. Hence that confusion and confliction. I am this person, but I have to be or pretend to be this person over here. Mm-hmm. And that just, that cause, that leads to so, at least to confusion, depression, and some more. Like. True. true, true, true. I don't know. I think, yeah, honestly, I think the black community as a whole is depressed. <laughs> I think we are all in some way, shape, or form clinically fucking depressed. And the reason. And we don't believe in getting help for it. And we don't. And you know what? I believe that that, that, that is. We all have, the, I think, the community as a whole. And if you don't like what I said, you could slide in my DMs and we could fight. But I think that, oh. yeah, it got it got crazy just now. But I think that, you know, we all have this thing where in some way we tear each other down. Mm-hmm. And the church circling back gets away with it because they do it in the name of God. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my biggest 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 problems that this religion that was forced upon us i feel like was taught to us so we learn to not love ourselves you know it's easier and for us to be easy, better to be controlled we learn to find we find we self-sabotage ourselves that shit is so crazy like we don't we feel like we're not good enough all of a sudden we take the woes of the world and what they think it should be and then we we project it on ourselves we don't have to wait for nobody else to project it on us because the world don't like gay people and it's it's we going to hell and we hate you now that put us in a place where it's like why why does it have to straight people don't feel that way somebody go straight people be like fuck straight people they gonna be like Suck my dick. They ain't gonna give a fuck. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Although I hate watching straight people kiss. It looks so uncomfortable. They don't give a fuck. And they don't give a fuck. They keep on kissing, don't they? Yeah. They don't 
fuck. But let a gay motherfucker be kissing out. That's that. That's a, that's not of God. That's, 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 I wish on a starry night on the North Star where Peter Pan wipes his nutsack that somebody would say to me, "Ew, that's gross." When I'm with my bitch, I will shove my finger so far up her coochie just to make you uncomfortable. That you will hear her moan in the next generation. I do not have time for people to say anything to my ass while I'm with my bitch period i wish you might i wish you might. i'm that gay i wish you might i feel like maybe we need to change topics because this is taking you to a place you're right my bad Ooh. i wish i could see this girl's face <laughs> i mean she's she's dead ass i wish you might i, I wish you might neck rolling and everything dreads flying all over the place well you know girl Jeez. okay let's take a moment to regroup we're gonna take a break y'all and when we get back i probably won't be shaking my head and rolling my neck as much probably not though really back in real quick um <laughs> so i'm gonna ask you what do you think about like passive aggressiveness and the microaggressions that we see in the church and amongst black com- communities um i don't know i mean honestly I think our microaggressions and the passive aggressiveness, one passive aggressiveness or passive aggression that I've experienced personally is the whole, um, the, me not when growing up, not being really allowed to post my mate, but you know, I, I'm, my sister could post her boo if she so choose, or like, you know, I had a family member who was like, don't date a stud, date a lipstick lesbian you know, um, or, uh, you know, commenting on the female I bring around's haircut or stuff like which, who is the, who's the female, which one's the male, who's the female, you know, what the fuck? Like we both, <laughs> what do you mean? Who's the female? Oh, you ignoramus. I wish y'all could see her face when she's talking, uh, bro. Like you got to turn this into a vlog. Cause y'all have to see the expression. <laughs> That shit is aggravating. Like stuff like that. No, nah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Growing up, I had to have, I had two Facebook pages. Oh, I got another one. But we talked about this in the previous podcast. So never mind. Go ahead. Okay. So growing up, I had two Facebook pages because my mom, like, she was like, my mom was big on what were people going to think. She was really, really big on that. And like, I remember. <laughs> I hope you don't listen to this. 
I remember posting a picture of me and the girl I was with kissing. Mind you, my sister's in a full-blown relationship. She posts with her little boyfriend and all that. It's all good. But with me, it's not. So I post a picture of me and a girl I was with. We was kissing. And one of my friend's parents, somehow they saw it. Snitches! They're the worst kind. And told my mom. Bro, I hate shit like that. My mom told my dad, because my dad was the disciplinarian, right? So he come to me, because I'm like, I need to talk to you. I'm like, all right, what's up? <laughs> He's like, um... I can't. Uh, pull, up, pull up your Facebook page. All bucks, I already knew what it was. So I'm like, okay. So I pulled up my second page. Second page had like three pictures on it, like two posts, just enough to make it look legit. <laughs> so... I pull it up. I'm like, what's going on? What, what, why are we all here? I got a, I got a disturbing call. So when, when it was me, it was a disturbing call. Mm. What you, what you mean? What's, what's going on? So, blank, who shall remain nameless. Snitch. Let's call her Michaela. Michaela called your mom and said that she seen a picture. You kissing some girl. I said, well, Dad, here's my Facebook. So, I mean, you look for yourself. What? I don't know what she's talking about. So, it's nothing like that up here. I said, it's right here in your face. It's not like I knew you was going to look at my page, so I didn't have time to delete it. Look at it, Dad. It's right here. Awful. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you like get a- kids. You won't have to be like, <laughs> I want to see all the Facebooks, nigga. Yo, my kids can't get away with shit. So... He just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a misunderstanding. I don't know what she talking about. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't post stuff like that because I know how you guys feel about it. But they really used to watch my page and have other people watch my page and report on my page to see what I was doing and what I was putting out there. That's why I stopped. That's the first reason why I stopped using Facebook. I knew my mama wasn't on, like, when Instagram and stuff got popular. I knew she wasn't on that stuff. So that's why I stopped using Facebook because that was me. I had some people watching my every move. But I didn't like that. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just, for me, it was my family was like, like policing my Facebook. Like my aunt, my grandma, cousins, everybody was on it. And my family's biggest thing, what they masked everything under was the whole, um, you're going to want to get it. Mind you, I'm 13. 14, 15, 16, 17. You're going to want to get a job one day. They're going to look at you. You already black and now you posting this gay shit. Don't nobody want to see that gay shit. And it's it's trendy for the white girls, but it ain't trendy for your black ass. I was like, bitch, I'm not trendy. <laughs> Everything Out of all that, that's what you took away from I'm that trendy? No, no, like, just, just. You can't get away with shit that them white gay girls can get away with. And you not Ellen DeGeneres. And even though I don't want to be Ellen DeGeneres, but it was just like I couldn't do certain things because I'm black and gay and female. So I had to be aware of that on my social media and the the explanations for why my gayness was not okay. The, 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 The root of it was my gayness. But it was always consistently, consistently masked. And I'm, I'm 17 and I'm going to want to get a job in corporate America. And they're going to look back to when I was 17, me posting me hugged up with a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't think and they'll care about that when I was 17. 
that's how my parents tried to mask it. So it, it was like, you know, but they didn't use what I posted. They used how I dress. You gonna want to get a job? You need to get some. You need to get some nice, um, some nice skirt suits or something. I don't, I don't, I don't wear skirts and I don't wear kitten heels. Ooh, I don't the kitten heels. <laughs> I don't, I don't want it. Like if I can't walk up in the job dressed as is, then I don't want it. But that's the and same mother, thing with church. Mama, you can't, yo, if you can't go to church as you as is. I don't want to go there, and that's why I stopped going. But when I tell you, me and my mom. This conversation about the job, me and my mom had this conversation today. We just was talking about this. She was like, you know, I just want you to, her words, she don't say I want you to dress like a girl or anything. She says, I just want you to soften your look. Girl. My mama really tries not to be offensive now. but <laughs> You should do I put some moisturizer in my hair. My curls I'm, look real soft, she, mom. She's like, I just want you to soften your look. And she, she actually, like, have you ever thought about getting like, maybe like, Texturizer, or <gasps> she wants you to be light skin. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. And it's like, I can appreciate where you're coming from, but in 2018, if I'm still not getting a job based off of how I dress and nothing else comes into play, I don't want to be a part of that company anyway. Exactly. Period. And that's, you know what? That is part of my reason for not not finding a church home because how can even when i went and through sorority life anywhere i go if i cannot be my authentic self in whatever situation i'm in i don't want to be a part of that i'm not not, and i'm not looking to be like in a situation where i go to work and i need to be able to swing my gay flag from my car when i pull up like a cape but at the same time, I'm not about to go nowhere where I have to pretend to be some shit I'm really not. And the church is the, the beacon for that. That bullshit talking about come as you are, you don't really want me to come as I am. You want me to come with come all as, my... Come as you are as long as it's within reason. With, not even within reason. It's, their it's, reason. Oh, the, their, yeah, their reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, 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 you're just awful. Just... That, that we couldn't come as you are even as kids coming in there with them itchy ass stockings and them them petticoats and you can't you it starts off early that you can't come as you are you remember you remember when um at our church when they started doing dress down sundays girl i was not there for that, that. i pray to god I you wasn't was. no more. okay 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 the elders of the church was appalled like what is this like Dress down Sunday. Yeah, that's when you saw all the dykes. Dykes came out. Facts. <laughs> you gonna see some Tims today. Ah, oh, no, nah, that's true. But um, it was just like it's not a lot. A lot of churches preach that come as you are before. A lot of places, it's it's just not. And when I look back on why I have yet to choose a church home. As much as I love God and as much as I love being in a church and being around the praise and worship, I cannot be a part of a church that I feel like cannot or will not, I might even say cannot, will not accept me. Mm. I can't be a part of a church that feels like the the only way I can be accepted, the only way I can be involved is to not be me. Well, you know what? Here's some funny shit. I went to a church whose preacher and all that was gay, lesbian woman in Charlotte. I, I went, 
I went with my ex because we were looking for a church home because we had a lot going on in our lives. And you know what black people do. Got a lot going got on. Got to go to church. So yeah, we were yeah. like, shut up. So we went to church. <laughs> and we went to this one church. It was suggested to us by someone. And it was so... Yeah, this is now. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Come on, baby. I do anything. You want to go to church on Sunday? Because <laughs> I, I, I just want to fix it. We could go. We could go talk to the pastor. And get, this is a little stupid ass. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. I hate to digress. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Jesus, Bye-bye. girl. But, you know, I didn't like it. And what's sad is, one, I didn't like it because it was ratchet. It, it, it was, it was, it was ratchet. Though I don't know no other way. If the building was messed up and needed a lot of work, and I could tell, like they just got the building. Like they were probably about to tear it down, and they got the building. And on top of that, like the teachings were so different from what we knew growing up. That it made me uncomfortable. Now, I wasn't receptive to the idea that God is love and that God is that God loves who we are, contrary to what we grew up believing. All the yada 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 yada, basically, you know, and like the the way that they the Bible was described and how Solomon Gomorrah was explained and all that other stuff. I think I was so much of how um, society wants us to believe the Bible depicts homosexuality even though that word's not in the bible but how it depicts it the way i was taught was so unlike the way that that preacher was preaching that it made me so uncomfortable to believe that there was another way of thinking in regards to who i was as a person that we left when they when they did the thing where they get up and greet everybody and how you doing miss pearl and all that other stuff we, we left we had to go I couldn't do it. And that bothers no. me because I say I'm so uncomfortable in the, the fire and brimstone, all gays are going to hell church. But when I was presented with something else, I was just so uncomfortable. That's, that's kind of what my mindset has always been. Like even growing up in the church that we grew up in, like when I say I was, especially as I was younger, I was deep, deep, deep into the Bible. So I've never been a person to just take what the pastor says and run with it as, as bond. No, I'm going to take what you say. I'm going to write down that scripture. And then I'm going to go home and do my own little piece by piece and see if what the scripture say really match up what you said, in my opinion. Mm. But I've always been that way. And I feel like the reason why I am still so spiritual is my belief has always been, you know, God is love. And he, he loves me for me. You can't make me. Nobody on this earth, nobody, no matter how many scriptures you throw in my face, Nobody on this earth can make me believe Mm -hmm. that God can be forgiving to a rapist, a mass murderer, a a person that eats shellfish, a person that, these are all abominations, by the way, a person that um, has sex before marriage. You can't make me believe that he can be forgiven to all of those people. But when it comes to me and who I choose to love, I'm immediately banished. It just don't make sense. Well, you can't make me. You cannot make me believe that if a suicide bomber go and pray before he bomb the place, he gonna make it to he gonna make it to heaven. But because I like a woman, I got to go straight to hell. You can't make me believe it. You just can't. And that's because my mindset has always been God is love. So how can God hate me because of how I depict 
love. Mm. Mm. And this isn't a love that's hurting anybody. This isn't me saying, oh, I love you, so I'm going to beat your ass. This isn't me saying, oh, I love you, so I'm going to manipulate you. Or this isn't me saying, I love you, but I'm still going to cheat on you. This is me giving warm, genuine love to somebody. You're not going to make me believe that God that preaches love is going to then banish me because I because of who I love in the way that I'm told I'm supposed to love. I'm supposed to be selfless. I am that. I'm supposed to turn the other cheek. I do that. I'm supposed to be kind. I am that. But because I do everything that love is supposed to be. But because it's with the female, then I gotta be bad. You that don't make it just don't make sense. It don't make sense. I'm like Monique on this one. Make it make sense. I love us for real. <laughs> nah, you know what for me, I agree with all of that. And the reason I agree with that is because my ex and I I mean, by the time you listen to this podcast, y'all have already heard the ups and downs and me and dummy. But, and I said dummy, not Demi. I said dummy, just to Spider make sure. Bitch. Basically. So, I think what hurt me the most was from that relationship is I loved her the way I thought God intended for one soul to love another. That was what bothered me. And, you know, even in dating her, her mother was a preacher. And that woman was everything but a godsend i'm pretty sure she came out of satan's asshole when she was born and not a human i experienced so much religious wise from being with that person that you know it that even that relationship in and of itself made me question uh religion and christianity and that whole spiel because my i had a lot of resentment towards God for a little while. Cause I felt like, how can I love this person in the way that you say we should love another a person and I'm being treated in such ways it's by church going people of all kinds. And nine times out of 10, all of us know the church going people are the worst people. Yeah. Period. Church, church going people are very self-righteous about everybody but themselves. Oh, well, you know, they can't do no wrong because they go on Sunday and they give their little 10%. Yeah, church people are the most... Hateful. Judgmental. Hateful. Hateful people Ever. on this planet. But those are our personal experiences. So if you listening are a church-going person, um, and that's not you, feel free to comment on this post or, you know, write us an email. If you are a church-going person and that's not true and you are in the Atlanta area, shout out your church if it's not like that. Because I want to come and I want to see. I'm genuinely looking for a church home. Genuinely. All jokes aside. But at the same time, I don't want to go to a church where everybody in a church is um, perfect and I'm the outsider and I'm, I'm wrong because of, you know, what it is. I mean, we all saying it falls short of the glory of God. Yeah, I know the saying. But don't sit here and make it seem like because of my sin, you're better than me. Because you had three kids before you got married. Oh, hello, hello. You probably still ain't even married. Wait a minute. Come on, church. You know what I'm saying? 
you were selling crack on the corner before you got saved. Mm, before you walked in, you were selling crack. You on know the what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. You just smoked a blunt in the parking lot before you came in. Can't make it seem like as a church because y'all are the the faithful parishioners of the church. Y'all are better than. That's what I hate that happens in the church a lot. People will put themselves on a pedestal. That's I'm but isn't that a sin? Isn't that isn't that some somebody sin somewhere to put yourself? It, what is it? Is it to uh, idolize idolize yourself or anyone for that matter? Isn't that a, something something of that? Something, I know it is, y'all. I'm not crazy. I feel like that's in there, but I don't know where. Cause that but thing, you know, you know, you know what is a sin? Being judgmental. Is a real sin for all you church going folks that don't know it. Judging the next person as if you are God is a real is a real sin. Mm, hello, wait a minute. Hold on, I found it. Since y'all like to quote the Bible. I got it, baby. You got it. And Bible since y'all like to quote the Bible. Let's get and, it. Uh, my version, my my verse that I have, I don't know if you have the same one, is Matthew 7, 1 and 3 that says, Judge not that ye not be judged mm. but with what judgment ye judge ye shall be judged and wow. with measure it shall be measured to you again and why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye be considerate not to not the beam that is in thy own eye so that's in the King James version and that that go over a lot of people here because it ain't the the new the new age version. I like to call it the new age version. The version we can understand. <laughs> the version we know about. So I'ma just read it in the new version, the NIV version. Come on, Pastor. Which is the version that we know. Come on. It says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Woo, woo. That's the part that we forget. We so busy pointing out the next person's glass, throwing stones at their glass, we forget we in the glass house ourselves. Mm. You're not perfect. You're not better than. There's nowhere in the Bible that says one sin is greater than the next sin. It's sin all across the board. And we all do it. Don't make the next person feel like because their sin is different than yours, they're beneath you. Because in the eyes of God, ain't none of it good. I'm gonna say that because then you, you 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 then you run into it because we were talking about um, idols and how people put themselves up so high on this pedestal that Exodus 20 and 4 says, "You shall not make yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above." Or on earth beneath or in the water underneath you know how many damn people idolize themselves in church mm-hmm. idolize they pastors men you growing up with a pastor with a rolls royce gold chains gold rings gold this gold that these people getting that net well i don't know the food was mine was, was hitting on some days downstairs in the uh, mm-hmm. basement mm-hmm. i ain't gonna sneak the food but i'll sneak the rest of it it just it just made no it made no sense to me it made no it makes no sense to me and I know we took y'all to church real quick, but I, I need people to 
look at things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never once came off and said that I was perfect. But it's sad that not even just myself, but other people, and not even just gay people either. This, our generation, a lot of our generation, it's sad that we don't feel comfortable and not even just myself. I mean, not even just gay people, our entire generation. It's sad that as a people, we can't feel comfortable in the one place we're supposed to go to find comfort. Mm. That's, and as church people, you should be embarrassed. I am, as a spiritual person, I'm embarrassed that people don't feel comfortable coming to God. Mm. I don't feel comfortable going to God unless it is in the privacy of my own home. And that's why I don't go to God outside of my room. I don't. So let me ask you a question because I mean, we talked we talk briefly about it, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about it on the podcast. What would you say was your um, experience being an active member of the church when it came to things such as, you know, weddings, funerals, things of that nature? Like, what did you witness? I witnessed heterosexual unions. I mean, I've never, I've never seen a gay LGBTQIA union in a church until one of my old schoolmates, um, she was then Sydney Magruder. She is now Sydney Washington, um, who I wish, I wish I would have, um, contacted her for this podcast so she can do this with us because she is actually very um involved in her religion and um probably would have had a whole lot to say but you know she she she's in fact she's catholic and Mm. right catholic girl (laughs) so but that's my first time uh and I think they, it might have been a year since they've been married, but this is my first time seeing a relationship that would mirror one of mine in a church. I've never seen somebody bury their mate that is of the same sex in the church. I have, I don't know. And I, I, it sucks because I feel like if I joined a church, you know, I run into an issue of, and I decided to go to a church. I would run into the issue of my wife um, and my union not being able. We could be members of the church, paying our tithes, uh, uh, participating in activities, being on boards, blah, 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 blah. But when we decide to get married, they're not going to marry us. That's And that's a part of it I struggle with. Because the one thing I hate when I I look into my future, because I know I want to get married. Everybody that knows me knows that I want to be with one person for the rest of my life. I'm real old-fashioned in that sense. Now? No, I always wanted to get married. I just had some thought in my system Ah. that I had to maneuver through first. Ah, But I always knew what the end goal was, though. Mm, Okay. You know what I'm saying? But, um... One of the things that saddens me is that I know, like, no matter how much love I might have for a pastor, how much money I give in times, or how much anything, I know as much as I would want for a pastor to marry me, it would never happen. And I hate that I'm going to have to go get some judge or some, uh, what they call them things? I don't know, girl. 
people that can do the marrying. Y'all know what y'all call it. Shout out to y'all. Officiant. Officiant. There it is. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it saddens me. And I'm going to have to get some stranger uh, and a judge or an officiant to do my wedding instead of having the pastor of a church that I probably belong to. Yeah, and you can you can get couples counseling. Thing, that's another thing I look I look for. Like I feel like I can't belong to a church that can't even marry me and solidify my union. So I feel like I can't belong to no church because what church is going to do that? Like you said, ain't no couples counseling. If it is, I'm gonna have to find a a, a counselor. No, I'm just not. I just can't. I can't. I mean, I know one church that'll do it. Um, period, point blank. It's a Catholic church, though. We're going to have to go Catholic. <laughs> Which I don't foresee happening in any way. Well, I don't even know what that means, but all I knew as a as a young pup and coming up, and when you Catholic, they be beating your ass with a little ruler and oh shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I ain't like that at all. Give the Catholics a break. I only, I only knew that because I just went to a Catholic school. This was before it was against the law to, to beat kids in the school. And she used to get popped. And I'd be like, oh, fuck that. I was the bad kid. So you try to pop me, I'm going to snatch that shit pop your ass back. I'm not. I think about all of that. And, you know, maybe it's a little, you know, preemptive to think like that. But it's a real fact. We're not getting younger. You know, It's not like it's going to change. Later on, these are real events that are going to occur in my life, and I would like to know who do I have that I can turn to. No one. Who can I run to? Mm. Not the church. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, and if my Lord forbid my wife dies before me, or vice versa, where are we gonna have the funeral at? It, it can't be in the church. This, the rec center. Cause I'm shit, bitch. I wish I shit. Cause I'm no, I know for a fact. I, any woman that I marry is not going to mask what we meant to each other for the sake of someone's church. That's not what's going to happen. There's no godly way. So I don't know what's going to, I don't know how that's going to occur for me. Yeah. And that, that bothers me. That truly bothers me. And that even segue back to when earlier when I was talking about me having kids is like me, someone asked me, you know, will my children go to church? And I really don't want them to. Because I don't want them to deal with, you know, if there is still backlash by the time I have chaps for them having two mommies. No, anybody else. I always said I wanted my children to go to church. Um, never be forced. But what I appreciate my parents for doing is giving me the opportunity to experience a bunch of different things and make decisions for myself. And that's why I would want my children to go to church. Just to be an experience that they can have. And if they choose, it's not for them, it's not for them. But I don't want to just not send them to church. And it's just like, well, dang, that's what I've been missing. I don't. I want them to make the choice for themselves. Mm. If my kid is seven years old and they tell me, I don't really like this church stuff, I'm not going to force you to go. You know what I'm saying? But I want you to get the experience because when it's time for you to make a decision for yourself, I want you to make an educated one. Make one having experienced both sides of the fence. When I made a decision not to go to church, it was an educated decision based off experience love in the church and experience in backlash in the church. Right. All right. All right. So we're going to take a break because when we get back, I have a question for Prez. And oh, I feel like it's going to... um. It's going to take some time to answer. Oh, God. So, is it? 
It is. <laughs> it is. So in the meantime, in between time, we're going to take a break. I don't even know what this question is, guys. I'm nervous. You be all right. We'll take a we break. We'll be right back, y'all. Peace. But I'm going to make him pay me my respect, hey. Yeah, he got a gun, but he just capped, hey. Told her I was done and I meant that, hey. But you know you my drug, I might relapse, hey. Different type of grind, nigga, envy me. I'm just living like you won't be enemies. That's the difference, I ain't got no bitch in me. I ain't hating, I'm just moving differently. Yeah, fuck the club, but I make them remember me. If you ain't coming out, then you can't send for me. I gotta make it happen, make it happen. Shit is killing me. A singer and a rapper, boy, I'm trying to be the MVP. Do it for the fam, put them on my back. I just want to tell my mama to relax. So everywhere I go, it's for a check. So everywhere I go, it's for a check. Everywhere I go, I gotta flex. Twisting up the woods in the back. If we run out of woods, it's a wrap. Coming for my team, it's a wrap. All right, we're back. Um, and the question that I'm Ooh. going to ask Prez is. Hold on, let me take a sip. Bitch. <laughs> You good? Okay. At what age do you start to live for you? As far as when do you stop worrying about the church? When do you stop worrying about your family? When do you start to make you happy for you? Mm. Mm. You know, okay. Do you want to know for me when it happened or what I suggest? Both. Okay. So starting starting with for me. I probably didn't get to the point where I was just like, just truly just living for me unapologetically. No, no hiding nothing until I went to college. That's because I went away to college. And once I got that experience of being able to do that, I never wanted to go back. So even when I went back home, I had gotten to a point where in college I had found who I really was with, with, with the people say, you know, I found my swag, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Oh, okay. I know who I am and this is it. And you're going to take it or leave it. And when I went back home, that was the mentality I had. Um, so it was a little late for me in my opinion, because my parents found out, um, when I was in the 10th grade. So from 10th grade up until my freshman year of college, I was high, you know, so, I suggest that you do it immediately. When you feel the need to come out and express to your parents this is who you are, be ready to own it as well. Mm-hmm. And not even just that. When you when you see that this, when you accept that this is who you are, as soon as you accept it, be ready to own it completely, unapologetically. Because when you don't, that comes with a whole different set of emotional curses. Like at that time where I had to basically lead a double life, I went through severe, severe depression in high school. Tried to kill myself twice. Clearly I was meant to be here for a reason because that shit ain't work. Yeah, that or you bad at it, bitch. Right. I don't know which one it was. Um but I was severely depressed. I hated being at home. Um this was the first time in my entire life that me and my parents had a terrible relationship so this is the first time I really felt like I was like alone mm-hmm. like it's just me and I tried counseling like with an actual counselor that didn't work 
counseling at a church that didn't work. I felt empty. Like I just felt, I hated myself because I, I felt like I was made to hate me. Not saying like my parents told me to hate myself, but I could understand. I, I could tell that they wasn't accepting my, I had former friends that had kicked me to the curb, the church not fucking with me. So I felt like everybody had turned their back on me. And it's just like, damn, DJ, why you can't fix this? I, I was at a point where I wished I, I really wanted nothing more than to be cured of liking females, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? But it was just like, this was who I am. And the sooner I accepted that for me, oh, can't nobody say nothing to me about nobody I date. I don't play them kind of games. And I'm bringing her to the cookout. And if you don't like it, you better sit in that corner on mute. Uh, and talk about it when I leave. Yes, with that dry ass potato salad. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm, I can't say that about my family cookout potato salad. Be Anywho, so for me personally, I, mine was immediate. I came when I got pulled out by my aunt. I felt like shit. <laughs> you know, when I got pulled out, yanked out, shaped me out by my edges. But oh, that's what happened to him. Okay. Don't play me because I have edges. I'm like your ex or the current boo. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> shade um but for me I, it was immediate like i wasn't gonna do all the ducking and hiding and dodging Shh. i always was like if i was dealing with her i was dealing with her i was dealing with he it was he i, I never hid that from my aunt the only time i hid stuff is when she didn't like that person not because they were a female but because they that person that's when i was hiding stuff but i i and when I tell you, I immediately, immediately, immediately was normalizing everything. Mm-hmm. Immediately, my thought was, I need to be comfortable. And how am I supposed to make you feel, how am I supposed to help you understand my life and who I am and what's important to me if I'm hiding it from you? At what mm-hmm. point do you uh, learn about something beyond yourself, beyond your world, beyond what you, what's been explained to you. If I'm still fucking over here hiding shit from you, I'm not hiding nothing. I don't do that. I don't go around my family talking about this, my friend. I don't do none of that. If I go to church with my girl, I'm holding her hand. I'm not playing that game. So for me, I was, I always had the audacity, audacity to live my truth. I always had the audacity to live my truth gonna beat my ass no i always tell people to this day i was like my grandma loves me for me i don't give a damn what nobody else got to say my grandma wakes up in the morning loves me goes to sleep at night thinks i'm the bomb so no i don't i don't have time i don't have time for nobody else's opinion so i always i live for me and but what i did do i did respect boundaries that i would respect whether i was gay or straight I and that was just my reality I made sure that you know if I was straight or gay I'm not about to slob you down in front of my grandma that's dead right (laughs) I'm not about to slob who I'm dating down in front of you I'm not about to put on no show for nobody whether I'm gay straight like goldfish whatever I'm not doing that because that's none of your business 
but I will show affection. I will hold my, my girl's hand. I don't care if we're in church. Okay. I don't care if we're at the pastor's house having some, some chicken. I don't care if my grandma is marrying a toaster strudel in the backwoods. I'm going to love whoever I'm with, however and I that's want. that's just that. That's just that. Why do I have to sacrifice myself for your peace? And you know what? That's what was the turning point for me. Because I got to a point where I had to choose between my peace and depression. Mm-hmm. And peace gonna win every time. I had to find peace of mind for me. I couldn't I couldn't be fake no more. I couldn't drain myself anymore. I couldn't keep doubting myself. I had to come to grips with this is who you are. Mm-hmm. This person is amazing. Love this person and let it be that. Period. Straight up and down. That's it. Yeah. And when I came to that point, it was smooth it, sailing. It, it was crazy. And then as far as the church goes, I had to decide what was more important to me. Are you looking for acceptance from the world? Or do you just want to do what you need to do to be accepted by God? Mm. And that's just it. And I just make sure I live through those principles. Am I helpful to people? Am I kind? Do I treat people with respect? Like I'm big on how I treat people and how treat and how people treat me. Cause at this point in my life, I don't care what next person got to feel about it. You don't define me. Mm. You have nothing to offer me. And you can't tell me that, oh God hates you. Ain't no way. Cause the way he been blessing me, he got to love me at least a smidge. At least. Mm. 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 Lord Jesus. I don't know. I th- I'm still working on my peace with the church. Um I don't it's not, that's a, that's the thing, it's not about the church. Make your peace with God. Oh fall, God loves me. The play gonna fall in the play. And for me it's not about it's not about even being accepted by the church. I don't gotta be accepted by y'all. I don't gotta be loved by y'all. I, I listen to sermons, you know, I listen to, even if I don't go to church, I listen to sermons like online or something, but I don't got to be loved by y'all, loved by God. And that's what it's all about, right? That's all and that's it. Um, so, you know what? I feel like this is a good place to wrap up, honestly. I got you a know, quote and I know what I'm going to send this out with. You got a quote? Bible verse? I guess it's a Bible verse, a quote. Peter wrote it. Okay. My nigga Peter wrote it. What chapter and verse, uh, ma'am? We're going to go First uh, Peter chapter 4, verse 8. And uh, Peter said, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Shamana and I should have bought a Honda. And you know what? I'm going to end up with a quote of my own. It ain't even in the Bible. Martin Luther King said this, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Y'all need to keep that in y'all minds when y'all think about how y'all treating people. All right. Spread love, not hate. So, thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. Make sure y'all follow us on all social media. Leave your comments, your questions, your concerns, your debates, whatever it is. Send us topics. You can email us at thewindupodcast at gmail.com. Follow us both on Instagram, Kiara at Bella.com. Allah, which is A-L-A 
Follow me on Instagram at CEO Prez, C-E-O-P-R-E-Z. It's been a pleasure having y'all. See y'all again next week. Some shit like that, you never know discretion. I know niggas plotting, I ain't stressing. No one sees today at all. I see is backwards and bad bitches and possibilities. Backwards and bad bitches and possibilities. And mad niggas on mad shit, don't got a pot to pee. No, do it for the fam, put them on my back. I just wanna tell my mama to relax. So everywhere I go, it's for a check. So everywhere I go, it's for a check. Everywhere I go, I gotta flex. She twisting up the woods in the back. If we run out of woods, it's a wrap. Coming for my team, it's a wrap.